This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We'll be reading from Mark chapter 7 of the World English Bible. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eating bread with defiled, that is, unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat unless they wash their hands and forearms, holding to the tradition of the elders. They don't eat when they come from the marketplace unless they bathe themselves. And there are many other things which they have received to hold to, washing of cups, pitchers, bronze vessels, and couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't your disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unwashed hands? He answered them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But they worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For you set aside the commandment of God and hold tightly to the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and you do many other such things. He said to them, Full well do you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother whatever profit you might have received from me as Corban, that is to say, given to God, then you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, making void the word of God by your tradition which you have handed down. You do many things like this. So Jesus condemned the Jews here for holding so tightly to extra-biblical tradition that they violated Scripture. Um, they, they had judged his disciples, even though his disciples hadn't done anything wrong, um, but they were that they were so concerned about appearances and about the opinion of men that they were quick to judge the disciples, yet they repeatedly violated God's word and they justified it because of their traditions that added to the scriptures. And so he gives just one example where instead of providing for their parents and honoring their parents, they could get around it uh, by saying they were giving a gift to God of what should have went to their parents. And uh, and he said, you know, the, the law is very clear that you were to, to honor your parents. And yet with this extra biblical teaching, you now justify breaking the law. And so it wasn't that he was against cleanliness or even traditions. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with people developing traditions in the worship of God. In fact, it's bound to happen. It's just kind of human nature that we settle into traditions and routines, um, and they can be good. The problem here is that their traditions were usurping um, what God actually commanded, and they became more concerned with the opinions of men than the opinion of God. He called, verse 14, he called all the multitude to himself and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him. But the things that proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered into a house away from the multitude, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you also without understanding? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him because it doesn't go into his heart, 
but into his stomach, then into the latrine, making all foods clean. He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covenings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. So Jesus finally addresses uh, their particular concern about washing to make things ceremonially clean. Now, this wasn't simply being clean for health reasons, but ceremonially clean. It was an added religious ritual. So um, it was a, a means of like extra sanctification to show that they were very much dedicated to God and pure in every way. And so Jesus told them, you're worried about all of these external things, but what really defiles a man is what comes from within him. A wicked heart will produce all manner of sins. And he's responding to the Pharisees, and, and later he'll compare the Pharisees to uh, a cup that you wash the outside but leave the inside dirty, or a tomb where you paint the outside but there's dead man's bones on the inside. The Pharisees had learned all the religious ritual, but they they weren't truly repentant from their heart and seeking to, to love and serve God from a place of sincerity. And so he's warning them, you've got all of these evil things inside your heart and uh, and you're, you're soothing your conscience by doing all of these external things, and, but what's inside you is what's going to defile the man. Verse 24, from there he arose and went away into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. He entered into a house and didn't want anyone to know it, but he couldn't escape notice. For a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, having heard of him, came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by race. She begged him that he would cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this saying... Go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. She went away to her house and found the child having been laid on the bed and the demon gone out. So this Greek woman, Jesus has come for the Jews. And now we have a Gentile woman who receives a miracle. And Jesus didn't uh, perform the miracle immediately. Again, he first came to the Jews. And of course, the plan always was from there that his gospel would reach the whole world. But she's kind of coming to him before her time, I guess. She, she's imposing a little bit. And so she still receives a miracle, though. And it was because of her persistent faith when Jesus acted as if he was he was not going to answer her request and gave her reasons why it wasn't possible. She just continued to ask and to believe and to trust in him. She had heard of him and she believed the spoken word. And so we see the power of a believer interceding on behalf of someone else because this miracle wasn't for her, but for her daughter. Her daughter was delivered because this praying mother, uh, what we would say today would be a praying mother, there she was actually at, physically at the feet of Jesus, but still exercising the same faith you do when you call on the Lord today. 
that it was the interceding mother was crying out, and that's why her daughter received a miracle. That there's great power in the prayers of a believer. Verse 31, again, he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon and came to the Sea of Galilee through the middle of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hands on him. He took him aside from the multitude privately and put his fingers into his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and he said a really difficult word, that is, be opened. Uh, Epiphatha, maybe? Epiphatha? Uh, Let's just stick with be opened. Verse 35. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, so much the more widely, widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. So after Jesus hears a deaf mute, they they declare he does all things well. And that should be our declaration. If you've experienced the goodness of God and the grace of our Lord, then you can say from your heart, he does all things well. So we're going to end on that note. Uh, Let's pray together, and whatever you're facing, you can take it to the Lord, knowing that He's able to do it, and He can do it well. Let's pray together. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We ask that our hearts would be right, Lord. We pray that we could serve you with sincerity, that we would keep all of your commandments, and we would realize uh, what the weightier matters are. We would realize uh, what it is that matters to you. I pray, Lord, that we could see your a demonstration of your power, that our prayers would change things in our life and in the lives of our circle of influence, Lord. And I ask that we could be a, a living witness, that we would testify of the goodness of God. I really believe that you do everything well. I pray that you would pour out blessings, that your face would smile on everyone listening to this podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, join me again tomorrow for another episode.